Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is another edition of Philly Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, August the 17th. And we come to you after another Phillies victory last night. A dominant 11-4 win for the Phils. And yes, we finally did it. 10,000 wins as a franchise. Finally. Finally. I uh, vividly remember being at the game against the Cardinals many, many, many years ago. When the Phillies lost their 10,000th game, I was at the game. I remember vividly um, being there. It's the only time I've ever been in a Phillies game and was okay with a loss just because, you know, it was history. They weren't very good then anyway. Um, But it's taken a long time to finally get that 10,000th win. The Phillies do it last night in Cincy handling business, 14 games above five hundred. Um, some quick uh, nuggets on the uh, 10,000th win. Shout out to Tucker Bagley for these. Of the uh, the Phillies are the only franchise who has 10,000 wins who is under 500. Of the eight MLB franchises with 10,000 wins, the Pirates have the worst winning percentage at 58 games above 500. The Phillies currently are 1,164 games under 500. It is the worst in baseball. Love it. In fact, again, according to Tucker here, it has been over a century since the Philadelphia Phillies' all-time winning record was over 500, dating back to July 3rd, 1921. How about that? How about that? Phillies have not been over 500 as a franchise since July 3rd, 1921, and never will be. (laughs) To be honest, it would take years and years and years and years of seasons like the ones we're having right now to to come close. But ultimately, hey, 10,000, we'll take it. And ultimately, you know, as much as that history is bad, and we all know that, um, this team has nothing to do with that. This team is good this year. 14 games above 500 again. We're hoping it's the the turning of a franchise, not just of a team and, and of a, a decade drought, decade plus drought. Hopefully this is the start of a, a new Phillies way um, where it, we are not the worst team in the history of the sport. Wouldn't that be something? Again, um Nice to see him get to 10,000 finally. The Phillies do it last night and do handle business last night. Just a 
dominant win. Not always good. We'll get to the Brandon Marsh injury as Marsh um, goes up to try and snag a ball, a Jonathan India home run, and uh, and comes down awkwardly. Um, get to it now. It looks like good news, we hope. Uh, they're, they're saying they think it's a bone bruise for Marsh, which would be great news when he first came down. So he goes up and he extends his left arm like into the stands. It was really awkward looking in the sense that you know, he was just kind of off from where the ball was, and, you know, I think as he's jumping, started to realize how far off he was, and he reaches his arm out, and then ends up obviously not catching the ball, and coming down awkwardly, almost like a, you know, a, a wide leg stance, and he comes down just kind of on those feet, and uh, and look, I think the concern was it could have been a really serious injury. You know, at first it felt like it, the crowd was silent, the dugouts were silent the trainers are out on the field he's laying there you know it was it was a scary moment it really was at first and i saw joe Giglio tweet this and i couldn't agree more it reminded me of that ronald acuna injury and uh you know obviously that was a torn acl so you know in the moment um you're feeling really concerned about it look they just went out and got marsh marsh has been solid since he's been here and certainly you know an upgrade over the you know, problems we've had in center field this season. But, um, you know, in the moment, it definitely felt like there was a real chance that we had lost him for an extended period of time. I'm hoping, it seems, there's a chance that won't happen. As again, um, the bone bruise is the early designation. We'll see uh, MRI coming and all that stuff. But um, it's certainly, you know, the fact that he was able to get up and walk off the field under his own power. Look, we, it's so funny because, you know, you think of it and you think, okay, well, he walked off his own power. It's a good thing, right? I mean, that can't be a bad thing. And it, and it's not a bad thing, but we also, in this age of, of, uh, ACL tears being a weekly thing in the NFL and all that, we know that, you know, a guy could tear his ACL and walk off the field. So, um, I will say it did look it didn't look like he was unstable walking on the field. He definitely had the limp, but it didn't look like a, a ACL walk, you know, in my expert medical opinion. Um, but again, it was concerning and nerve wracking. And as he's kind of hobbling off the field, we really didn't know and don't know still how long the Phillies will be without him. Hoping for the best. If it is just a bone bruise, obviously, uh, I'm sure while quite painful, um, also something that uh, that is really a win on the whole. Um, and you know, look, the Phillies get it going, you know, after Marsh goes out as they go down there. So they, they start out taking the lead in the third, Derek Hall, boom. And then Nick Castellanos, a drive to left field. How about it? Casty hit one out in Cincy. Everyone's been waiting for a nice night for Cassie last night. Three for five with three runs scored. You love to see that from Nick who has picked it up. You know, again, we thought he was, um, back back a little bit ago and it, it looked like he wasn't but you know he's certainly been better over the last few weeks and uh you know a three for five or last night with the bomb you know we to left field no less you will you will take that from nick castellanos as the offense really gets going last night basically everyone except bryson stop funny enough gets involved stock goes over six to the top of the line but it didn't matter as they put up 11 runs every other person who played contributed even nick maton who entered the game and played left field Entering the game from Marsh as uh, as Veerling moved over to center there. Um, Maytime was fine. Um, big night for Hoskins. Hoskins goes three for six. 
two homer or two runs and uh, two homers and five RBI. So Hoskin gets it going. So the Phillies go up two nothing in the third, feeling good. Then in the bottom of the third, Gibby runs into a little trouble, gives up home runs to Fraley, and then that one to India that Marsh had gone up for. That would be Gibby's only issues, by the way. Other than that inning, Gibby, brilliant. Six innings, six hits, three earned, no walks, 11 strikeouts for Kyle Gibson last night. Yes, sir. Kyle Gibson dealing. Gibby's good, man. I mean, for a four-starter, a fifth-starter, Gibby's good. I feel good about Kyle Gibson. The ERA is 4-3-0. It's higher than I think that it, it it would seem. Again, even we saw it last night, even when he has a good outing, he always has one bad inning. Um, and then otherwise, he's really good. Um, again, you know, he's still a fourth, fifth starter, but I, I, I trust him a lot more than Syndergaard. And, you know, Syndergaard's been fine um, and looked good last outing, but I definitely trust uh, Gibby's stuff more than Syndergaard. And Gibby was great last night. Really gave him a chance, kept a minute. We get to the fourth inning, and, and Reese Hoskins... Goes boom. A three-run shot to make it 5-3, and then they were off in the races. Veerling had the sack fly in the fifth. Hoskins, his second homer of the night in the eighth inning to make it 8-3, and then Garrett Stubbs' muscles went out, just got out. It was one of those ones where, um, you know, he hits it, and it's like just over the right field fence, and the guy goes up for it, and it looked like he caught it to the point where on the broadcast, they didn't even put the home run thing. It was just like watching the guy for like four seconds, and then they're like, oh, I guess he didn't catch it. Home run Stubbs as Stubbs is running around the bases. It is wild to see Garrett Stubbs at home run. It's one of the more wild things that we could do with this Phillies team. He is so little. Like when you see him, you know, high five and Hoskins after the Hoskins homer or whatever, it really does look like Hoskins brought his kid out on the field to, to hit around a little bit. It's nuts. He's so tiny. He's the littlest guy out there. And yet, the dude can muscle one out of the park. Love Garrett Stubbs. What a fun guy he's been to have on the team. And obviously, clearly seems like a great clubhouse guy, a real likable guy. And look, when your backup catcher has a 998 OPS on the season, excuse me, eight. 898. Let's not get carried away. 998 is insane. 898 OP. I'm doing quick math here, right? A 360 OBP and a 538 slugging from your backup catcher. That is phenomenal stuff. As again, last night, everyone gets in the act. Hoskins, three for six, two runs, five RBI. Boom, two for five. Hall, one for five with that homer. Cassie, three for five with the three runs scored and homer. Segura goes three for five with the runs scored. Marsh went one for one before he got out. Uh, Maytom, one for four with the runs scored. Stubbsy, two for three, two runs scored, three RBI, the homer. And Matty V, who's been struggling big time lately, gets back in the act, two for four, the sack fly, a run scored, an RBI. Phillies just got it going last night. You know, the night before, the bat seemed a little quiet, a little cold, but they got just enough hitting to get it done. Last night... No issues. Hoskins carrying the team last night, and it's huge. Look, when you don't have, you know, when you don't have, uh, when you don't have Swarber and uh, and Harper in the lineup, and you know, Bohm's been great. He's been the best pure hitter, but you know, Hoskins and all of those guys are gonna really pop it for you, and, and Casty too, and they did. All three of those guys with bombs last night, and it really helped the Phillies win the baseball game. An eleven-four win. Desperately needed it as they handle their business Kyle Gibson just again just a really nice outing you know I I think at this point you know we all feel really good about Wheeler and Nola at the top obviously you know even Wheeler coming off a rough start Nola coming off you know 
maybe his best start of the season considering the circumstances. Um, Ranger has been just round and into shape. Ranger has been so good for the last couple months. And really, um, you know, last start was great against the Mets. Brilliant outing. Dealing against Scherzer. Just keeping pace. Um, you know, I, I love the idea of Ranger in big spots. You know, we've talked so many times about how I'm not even sure his heart beats. It beats so slow and so calm and he's so cool. You know, he might, he might actually be a cyborg or the ability to, you know, switch to the robot side when it gets intense. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like there's no emotions going on with that guy on the mound. It's thrilling to watch someone have that kind of cool, calm composure in, in a big spot. Um, obviously also the way the man fields the position, you know, there's been a lot of buzz lately. Ooh, Ranger go glove and, and look, it'd be deserved. He's a hell of a fielder. Uh, and any extra good fielding we can get always helps. We can see with then Mundo Sosa when he's out there making plays, um, everyone's favorite Philly at Mundo Sosa. We all saw that coming. Um, but you know, I think you feel really good with those top three and, and you know, if you can get past that first round, you're going to need a four star to start a game and you know, it's not like I, I'm 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 looking forward to Kyle Gibson starting a playoff game, but you know what? I'll, I'll let Kyle Gibson start. I can I can I can I can survive with Kyle Gibson starting a playoff game. Let's put it that way. Like I can I can paint a picture where Gibby's got his nasty stuff that day. I don't think I could do that for Syndergaard. You know, we'll see. Syndergaard obviously has improved over his starts here. He looked better in the last one. Again, look at the, the six Syndergaard strikeouts uh, for Syndergaard against that Reds lineup. Then you see Gibby do 11. It's like, okay, not a great lineup. We know that. But um, I just have a little more faith that Gibby can go out and really deal. Again, look, Syndergaard's been there before. There's that argument, too. So, I, I don't know. It's going to be fascinating, that four starter spot for who's going to get that role when they hopefully, likely make the playoffs. And look, you got to win a series for that four starter to matter. So, we're, we're certainly getting ahead of ourselves with that. But... Um, Phillies are good and they're right in it. 14 games above 500 again. And yet again, what do we say after that Mets series? Everyone panicking. It's like, relax, relax. They're still good. Again, I said it yesterday. I said the day before I'll continue to say it. The way this team has showed us all season long that they battle through adversity, both in a, in a macro sense across the season with the injuries they've sustained and the things they've had to battle through and the Joe Girardi, you know, crater they dug themselves to start the season they've consistently had to dig out from um but then on top of that just in games as we talk about the fact that no game is over the fact that this team in the eighth inning the seventh inning the ninth inning is dangerous and they're gonna win games on walk-offs on big hits on stuff late and we've seen it over and over and over and over and over again so much more than we've seen the devastating gut punch crusher soul losses certainly since Girardi's gone I mean oh my goodness how few have we had and how many of the others it's astonishing it's delightful it's what we all want. It's what we've always wanted. A team that makes us happy in the end and sad. It's not that complicated. Um, but I think the Phillies are good. And look, what we're seeing them consistently do here over this stretch, other than that Cubs series out of the All-Star break, which was a bad series, we know, but also straight out of the All-Star break, all that, what we're seeing them do is handle the teams they need to handle. Sweeping the Nats for four. Taking two or three from the Marlins. Sweeping the Pirates. You know, they're doing these types of things, sweeping the Reds, you know, potentially, excuse me, let's not get ahead of ourselves sweeping the Reds, but, um, you know, this team is going out and, and they're they're beating the teams they're supposed to, you know? 
mean, they have a four-game sweep against the Pirates and a four-game sweep against Washington already in the second half of the season. I mean, that's that's something, you know? And really, when you look at it, since that that um, three-game series loss to Chicago, the only series they've lost is to the Mets since then, and you go through it, it's really impressive. I mean, so they lose those three to Chicago. At that point, they're three games above 500. Think about that. Three games above 500. Then they take two or three from the Braves, four games above 500. Four straight against the Pirates. Then they So then they're eight games up. Then they split that series with the Braves, still eight games up. Then they win four more in a row against Washington, 12 games up. Then they win two of three against the Marlins, 13 games up. Then they lose two or three to the Mets, so they're 12 games up. Now they've won two straight against the, the Reds. I mean, they've climbed since losing that, that Cub series on July 24th. They lost that last game of the Cub series, July 24th. They were three games above 500. Since July 24th, they are now 14 games above 500. They've made up 11 games since July 24th. That's three weeks. In three weeks, this team has gone on a tear. And they keep winning. They keep beating the teams they're supposed to. And oh, by the way, I know we got the Mets coming to town as we get a massive, huge four-game series against the Mets. Nola Wheeler will start that off. That is great job by the Phillies lining that up. Plus, look, Taiwan Walker left to start yesterday um, after two innings. And, you know, the way it shakes out, now it's a four-game series over three days. We'll see what happens. We'll see how it shakes out. But it does look like DeGrom and Scherzer are going to pitch two games prior. The Phillies could miss DeGrom and Scherzer. That is on the table. And if nothing else, the Walker injury ham- hampers them and all that. Um, so you got a big series coming up. Phillies, Mets, but then after that, again, we talked about this yesterday, but it's four against the Reds again, this Reds team. Three against the Pirates, who we just took four from in Pittsburgh. Three in Arizona. Then three in San Francisco. San Francisco playing good baseball. Credit. One again last night. They're two games above 500. This is a team that everyone basically was like out on. Only, you know, four and a half back of the Padres for that last wild card or something like that. We'll check the standings in a few. Um, but they are they are in it. They're in it. Um so that's an interesting series. But then the Marlins, Washington, the Marlins. I mean, you have a stretch of baseball here with four against Cincinnati, three against Pittsburgh, three against Arizona. That's 10. Then three against Miami, three against Washington, three against Miami. It's another nine. That's 19 of 22 after that Mets series. 19 of 22 after the Mets series against a team with losing records. And the only one with a winning record is the Giants, who are two games above 500. And again, there's a Phillies team that has consistently been handling the teams they're supposed to handle, been beating the teams they're supposed to beat. And these are all teams they're supposed to beat. This is, um, and, and a lot of them at home. You know, the, the Reds games, the Pirates games, the first set of Marlins games, the Nationals games, all in Philly. Like, this is a real opportunity for this Phillies team to you know, kind of take this thing and run with it. As again, they are firmly a playoff team as of today. 46 games left this season. They are on pace for between 90 and 91 wins. I'll say it again. There are 46 games left in this season. Your Philadelphia Phillies are on pace for between 90 and 91 wins. It's a real baseball team. That's a real baseball team. And we haven't won more than 82 in a decade. We only did it last year. We're talking about 90. And again, look, we we know, we've talked about it a million times, it's going to be a tough race at the end, all that stuff, but... Right now, the Phillies squarely in it. 
you know, they are squarely a playoff team. They are in that second wild card spot as right now. The Phillies at sixty five and fifty one are six games back of the Braves. The Braves at seventy two and forty six leading that wild card chase. But then the Phillies also a game and a half up on the Padres, who lost last night. The Padres sixty five and fifty four. The Phillies sixty five and fifty ones. So the Phillies have three games in hand on the Padres, all in the lost column. That's huge. You want those games in the loss column. Obviously, it gives you leeway there, right? Because you know, even if you lose, you don't lose ground. So, Philly's in a nice spot there with that as they're 65 and 51. The uh, Padres are 65 and 54. Plus, again, they own the tiebreaker on the Padres. They were a game and a half up on the Padres, then two and a half up on the Brewers. Brewers beat the Dodgers last night in 11. It's too bad. But Brewers are 62 and 53. They are one behind the Padres, two and a half games behind the Phillies. Then, four and a half back of the Padres, five and a half back of the Phillies are the Giants, 59-57. Giants have won uh, eight of ten. They've won five straight. They're playing good baseball. But the Phillies are better, man. You look at, even just looking at run differential, if you look at the run differential of the these these teams we're talking about, these five teams competing directly for the three wild guard spots, of course the Cardinals in there too, um, but the the Braves are plus one fourteen. It's really in descending order. If you go in order of how they're they're standed right now in the standings, Braves are plus one fourteen. Phillies are plus seventy five. Padres are plus forty six. Brewers are plus thirty two. Giants are plus twenty five. The standings are directly related to the uh, run differential in this specific case, as the Cardinals at uh, at sixty five. Uh, excuse me, sixty four and fifty one are in first in the Central, two games up on Milwaukee, a half game behind the Phillies. So the Phillies are two and a half up on the Brewers, half game up on the Cardinals. They do have one game played, one extra game. That is a win in the wing column. They're 65-51. and 51. The Cardinals 64-51. and 51. The Cardinals do have a slightly better run differential, though, at, at plus 80. But again, that jives with what we were talking about before, um, as it's a, a pretty clear race between these teams. But I think right now you can easily say the Phillies, at least in terms of production have been the best of the group. You know, outside the Braves, who are easily the best in the group, that doesn't count. <laughs> but uh, but of the group, uh, you know, the Braves are in. Of the Padres, the, the Phillies, the Cardinals, the Brewers, and the Giants, the Phillies have been the best team of the bunch. Record-wise, numbers-wise, production-wise, and by the way, Bryce Harper's coming back. Again, like, what this team has done without Bryce Harper is astonishing. They're ten game, over 10 games over 500 with Bryce Harper out. This run we're talking about has all been with Bryce Harper out. Now they're winning without Schwarber, who hopefully will be back t- today. Uh, I almost said tonight, today, an early day game today. A 12-35-er out in Cincy. It is an early one out in Cincy. Hopefully Schwarber back in the lamp. We don't have the lamp yet for that one, but obviously it should be coming out you know, pretty early in the day, and we will... Uh, we will Get a uh, a feel for if Schwarber's back. If not, maybe potentially. Look, they have an off day tomorrow. Maybe you're just trying to keep him ready for the uh, for the weekend series with the Mets and make sure he's ready. To go. Obviously, has a far more important series. Um, but uh, you know, in a way, it's not. You know, you just got to beat the Reds, right? I mean, you're not challenging the Mets. The Mets are going to win the division. The Phillies just need to win games. It doesn't matter who they're against. You know, Phillies don't have any more games against the Brewers, the Cardinals, the Padres, like the teams that it's most important to face. Those Giants games, those are big ones. You know, and look, it's the big ones because it's a home against the Mets, and the Mets are a good baseball team. It's a measuring stick series in a way. You know, after the series this past weekend in New York, in the first two games, you're like, all right, these teams are 
well matched. And then Sunday, the, the Mets pulled away and showed that they're a better team. It's a chance for the Phillies to come back to Philly in a four game series and say, no, 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 we're right there with you. We can handle you guys. Like, it's a big series from that perspective, but from a, a playoff perspective, just win games. Win today, win games, beat the teams you're supposed to beat. And if you do that, you're going to make the playoffs. Again, the Phillies on pace for a 90 to 91 win record. They're very close. You know, this is right there. They just uh, they just need to keep playing the type of baseball they've been playing. And I believe they can. I do. Um, and I believe they will. You know, I feel really good about this team. They just need to keep the ball rolling. Starts today. Rangers, Suarez, I know we just talked about how good Rangers been. It's a shame we won't have Ranger for that Met series again. But, you know, you'll take what you can get, Ranger. Hopefully can go out and outduel Nick Lodolo today. Lodolo three and four with a four seven two ERA on the season. A one six six whip for Lodolo. Um is a nice matchup for the Phils. You know, Lodolo should be hittable. You know, lefty pitcher. Um again, the four seven two ERA, the one six six whip is bad. <laughs> you know, so take advantage. And let's see Ranger go out and deal again. I'm, I'm really enjoying seeing this Ranger run as we head towards the playoff. If Ranger can really be that three for this team, like it seems like he is right now, what a, what a massive thing it'll be for this team come playoff time. And again, the Phillies on pace for between 90 and 91 wins. That is real. Phillies are right there. There's a real playoff team right now. Let's see if they can handle business. If they win today, they'll be 15 games above 500 for the first time all season, which would be pretty wild as they head into a series with the Mets this so weekend off day tomorrow. Either way. Whatever happens today, we'll be back to react to it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.